This podcast is presented by All Copy Products, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Learn more at allcopyproducts.com. To the 15, to the 10, Murray's going to score, touchdown! Welcome to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. One-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins! The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by Arizona Cardinals Podcast. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast. Here we go. This is it. Caught by Kirk at the 20, at the 10. Touchdown! Oh, baby. How's that feel? Here's Craig Grealu, Mike Jurecki, and three-time Pro Bowler Kyle Vandenbosch. Doesn't always have to be pretty. It just has to be effective, efficient, good enough for that day against that opponent. And the Cardinals were just that on Sundays. We're talking about another win, another road win here on this edition of the Cardinals Red Sea Report. That is seven consecutive road wins, all by double figures. 33-22, the final from Chicago. And Kyle, 35 degrees, rain throughout as a player. You enjoy that? As a fan, I don't imagine watching it from the stands is all that enjoyable. But as a player, how much fun were those guys having on the football field on Sunday? It looked like they're having a lot of fun. I mean, from my experience, uh, it really depends on the situation, right? Um, And uh, one of the great things uh, about this game, once again, is the team got off to an incredibly fast start. And really after the first uh, two offensive possessions. The game was never in question. Um, and so you, you could, um, you know, you didn't have to open it up. You didn't have to work the ball down the field. You just had to be smart. You had to control the ball, not make mistakes uh, like Chicago did once they got behind. And um, it, it, I mean, that's one of the things I love uh, about watching this team is just really how much they enjoy being out there competing, enjoy the adversity and the challenge and really just the, how much they like each other and cheer for each other on the sidelines. Yeah, and they found another way to win. I mean, Kyler was 11 for 15, but they were able to run the football. And obviously when you force four turnovers, I mean, the two first possessions, uh, turnovers led to two touchdowns. What was it, 23 total points, Craig? Correct. When it came to the turnovers. And so they're finding different ways to win. And I think it was important, and I think all three of us, you know, we're talking about this prior to the bye week. It was important to go into the bye week with a win because we know the last couple of years, whether it's been they haven't been focused or the quarterback was injured, and here took care of business on the road. Uh, obviously, a very winnable game, a better team where the Cardinals and I just like the way their, their makeup is, and, and they played complimentary football once again, and when you do that, you're going to win a lot of games. First win after the bye week under head coach Cliff Kingsbury. They are now 1-2 and post-bye week, and again, playing in inclement weather. Remember, it was cold in Seattle. A little bit different, though. It was colder, and of course, the wet stuff did play a factor in that game on Sunday. Here is the head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, as a competitor, when you're calling plays and you know you have a lot of good stuff that you want to get to and you can't, it's frustrating. But luckily, our guys found a way um, in other areas. I thought we played great complimentary football defense, gave us short fields over and over, and um, we were able to get it done. Finding different ways, to your point, MJ, on how to win a ball game. You go in with a plan, and then sometimes you have to adjust. Not wait until halftime, but adjust on the fly. And whether, no matter what, 
Kingsbury and the players said ahead of the game, yeah, weather was going to be a factor, and it was a factor in that contest. Oh, there's no doubt. And, you know, all week they talked about, you know, I guess if you talk to people that live in Chicago, you really got to wait like 24 hours because, you know, they look at a 10-day and it's going to rain all day. And really it was just about the cleats, and it looks like they went to the seven stud. I didn't realize this, but – According to Wolf and Calvisi, when it comes to Chicago and Green Bay, they have a little bit higher grass than normal teams. You would think they're all sanctioned. But anyways, yeah, I mean, it's – again, I just like the way this team competes, and I thought the defense set the tone right from the get-go. Yeah, those two quick turnovers, Kyle, that you alluded to, and, of course, the Cardinals capitalizing on both of those interceptions. Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler Murray, a nine-yard touchdown run. And, oh, yeah, Kyler Murray, D-Hop, back 30 day, 38 days between starts for Kyler and D-Hop, and it did not seem like they missed a beat at all. Yeah, it was great that we didn't have to wait long to see that connection, right? Um, and it was kind of a signal to the team, here we go, we're ready to make this run, we're ready to finish off the season, we got all of our weapons back um that was tremendous and yeah i mean you talk about coming into this game your concerns about weather i mean obviously you nitpick and you you look at things well how can this team possibly slip up and you think well chicago they practice in this weather they 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 should be used to it it was chicago and you talk about turnovers their first three interceptions were because of drops i mean it went through receivers hands bounced off receivers chests. you didn't see that with the arizona cardinals and it's so encouraging like you said that um hitting this stretch run uh, you know, getting ready for the playoffs, you continue to check boxes that are potential concerns. You know, you had the fast start check. Uh, you get the win coming out of the bye because ideally this team sees another bye, and that will serve them well down the road. And inclement weather, you know, you, you still don't know what's going to happen, where you're going to play here in the playoffs, and, and to check that box is a huge check as well. Looking at what Kyler Murray was able to do, 11 of 15 for 123 yards, two touchdowns. 10 rushing attempts for 59 yards and two touchdowns. Combined 182 yards, and he counted for four scores in his first game since the loss to Green Bay on Thursday night football. Here is K1 on the field post game on Fox Sports. I was a little rusty. Um, you know, obviously the weather conditions, you know, didn't really help as much, but proud of the team, man. It felt good to be back with these guys. Uh, offensive, defensive, uh, special teams, the collective, you know, we played complimentary football, and it was, like I said, it was good to be back. Now, I asked Kingsbury yesterday because, you know, here's Kyler coming off a high ankle sprain, which we found out the week before, and, you know, clearly he was cleared to go, and he ran 10 times. He said that was basically out of necessity. That's not the plan moving forward, but the fact that he – and, Kyle, I've seen this more and more. In the first quarter, he, he, he'll do a design run just to let that coordinator know that he's an option out there now getting Chase and, and Connor back, but – I just thought Murray was able to, to make some runs, and you know it's been a luxury this year where his numbers are down, but he got definitely gave him a lift, the fact that he scored two touchdowns and then he had thrown two touchdown passes. Yeah, we had not seen Kyler run like that all season long, but to Kingsbury's point, by necessity because of weather conditions. Otherwise, he wants to be standing in the pocket throwing to different receivers. Oh, absolutely, and and you know this I, when this offense is operating at its best, it's a fifty-fifty thing. But this was because of the weather. Um, ideally, you'd like to run the ball more, and when you have a quarterback that can you know pull it on a zone read or or on a you know run pass option, it it just adds. Um, you know, 
it, it adds an extra gap, an extra ball carrier, an extra blocker when he, um, you know, pulls it down. So, um, you know, I dare say while his numbers running the ball weren't fantastic, he didn't run for 100 yards like he has in the past. Um, you know, almost every single one of those 10 runs was so impactful, not just because of when it happened, not because just because he ran for either a touchdown or a first down. But, you know, like Mike said, and like you alluded to, how it affects the rest of the game. You do those early. It, it's in the back of the mind of the defenders. Oh, man, he's going to pull it. So I better wait backside and not pursue. So, um, you know, it, it had a huge impact on the game, not just the stats he had, but just how the defense had to play him, honestly. It was a welcome sight to see number one on the football field. His teammates certainly welcomed him back as well. Here's DJ Humphreys. It was so fun to have him in the huddle, man, because I know, I know the threat that he gives the defense. I know how much stress he puts on them mentally. And, uh, you know, getting out there and seeing him thrive and moving around doing his thing and putting balls on the money like he always does, it was so fun to see him back out there. Him and Tim, man. With them guys on the field, it's, 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 it's definitely a different feeling. We had to wait a little bit longer than I think everyone anticipated, MJ. We kept hearing, well, it's day-to-day, week-to-week, we're getting closer. We're hopeful. But at the end of the day, you know, if we were told after the Green Bay game that, hey, he suffered a high ankle sprain, it's going to be a couple of weeks, then the expectation is, hey, we're not waiting. We're just, okay, wondering. But we get the announcement from Kingsbury, I believe it was a couple of days before the game, hey, it was a high ankle sprain. Okay, well, that it, that's why it was almost 40 days, and it was perfect because Colt McCoy came in, wins two games, two road games against division opponents, and this team just picks up right where Kyler left off with the help of Colt McCoy, and this team now 10-2, and two, first place in the division, a two-game lead, and the number one seed in the entire NFC. Yeah, you know, over the last couple of weeks, he would be on the field, but we didn't only it's open for 15 or 20 minutes, so we didn't know if he was taking the reps. But he, last week, he took all the reps, and Hopkins was practicing on Wednesday and Thursday, and the team thought, let's just give him a break on Friday. So that was encouraging to see both of those guys out there. I mean, the fact that they went 2-1 and one with Colt McCoy, I mean, you're not giving games away in the NFL, um, but that allowed them to give him an extra week. And based on how they both played, and, and Hopkins, according to reports early on, that he was going to be on a pitch count, he actually had more uh, snaps at wide receiver than any other guy on the roster. So, And, you know, obviously the touchdown pass. So, you know, ideally that was the plan, and you didn't want to rush these guys back if they re-injured. Now, Hopkins, I think, was a little bit more severe when it came to the hamstring injury, and he credited Brett Fisher and the soft tissue staff here where they got him up to speed, and he felt comfortable uh, walking on that. And he said weather would not be an issue, whether it's you know the cleats and based on running uh, routes. So that was, that was to me saying, hey, I'm ready to play again. Hopkins played 39 of the 53 snaps, as to your point, MJ, the most of any other wide receiver, A.J. Green on the field for 36 snaps. So I think he played a little bit more than we anticipated, certainly because of the weather. But these guys are now fresh, specifically as we talk about Kyler Murray and having that quarterback. A little bit more of a bye week for him for this final stretch run. Here's the head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. When he's um, feeling it like that and using those legs, I mean, I think he's the most dangerous weapon in, in the NFL. And we just got to get him back comfortable, get him back in a rhythm, and uh, got to try and play at a really high high level the remainder of the season. Not only a dangerous player with his legs, but you look at what he has done with his arm. He leads the NFL, not just the division, not just the NFC, but the entire National Football League in completion percentage, touchdown percentage, and a quarterback rating of 112 point one i guess he is that dual threat that we've been waiting for and 
we are seeing that maturation here in year three. Yeah, I think the thing a lot of people don't realize outside of the Valley or if they're not watching Cardinals games is he leads the NFL in completion percentage from the pocket. I mean, you used to see guys like Drew Brees that had to be on the move, had to get outside the pocket, and they were really effective um, you know, when they're rolling out or bootlegging. But Kyler's really comfortable from the pocket and really accurate from the pocket. And, um, you know, I, I think another question a lot of us had going into this game is, it, it, he had a lot of days without live action in the middle of a season, and that is really difficult for any player, no matter what position you play, and specifically, especially for the quarterback position. And you see him come out um, and mishandle the ball early. A ball's on the ground in that first possession, and you're like, oh, he's, you know, he's, it's going to take him some time. It's going to take him a quarter or two to knock off the rust, and then on fourth and two, he throws that perfect pass that, you know, only DeAndre Hopkins can catch, and he does, and, and gets his feet down inbounds, and um, and you're like, yeah, that, that's Kyler. I mean, he's just different, right? I mean, it's, you, I don't think you see many quarterbacks sit out for that length of time without any live action and just step in and, and, and are that accurate, especially in that, those type of conditions. Now, you know, you look at the next five games, they're all going to be indoors. I mean, we'll see if anybody decides to open up the roof. Who knows about that? But you look at his target, that nine yards or less, completed 81%, 88 yards, quarterback rating 130. 10 to 19%, 33%, only 14 yards. And then he only had a couple throws over 20 yards, um, and his quarterback rating was 158.3. So it was just difficult to throw the ball down the field. And he admitted going into that game that he does not like playing in rain. He said, I'm fine with cold weather. And then, you know, Kingsbury talked about, you know, playing in, at Oklahoma and in Texas growing up. The wind doesn't bother him at all he, because of the arm strength. He can make all the throws, but I don't think they want to risk that uh, based on him trying to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, he, he was able to do in inclement weather, I think, showed a lot. And again, another question answered, another hurdle overcome, cleared by this Cardinals team that still doesn't get a lot of national attention, but that's okay. Cardinals just keep winning, and they'll certainly be in the spotlight coming up later on here in week 14. We'll get into that Monday night matchup as we continue here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Subscribe to Arizona Cardinals Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Listen to your favorite shows on the go, like the Dave Patch Podcast, Cardinals Underground, Cardinals Cover 2, The Big Red Rage, and of course this show, the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast for more information. We're breaking down a 33-22 win in Chicago. Cardinals 10th of the season and their seventh on the road. We'll dive more into what happened on Sunday as we continue here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. The Cardinals will go for it four minutes in. Fourth and two on the Bears' 20. Back to throw goes Kyler. Looks right, throws a deep ball right side in the end zone, and it's caught. It's a touchdown. Touchdown, DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler Murray with the dime on fourth down. Murray takes the shotgun snap. Straight drop back. Flushed out of the pocket. Rolling right, being chased. He talks, he runs at the five, and he heads to the corner, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Kyler back to throw, fires right side. What a catch by Moore at the 20. Runs right to the 10 to the five. It's Connor, actually, into the end zone for the touchdown. James Connor stabbing a ball that was an errant pass. It looked like it was going to go over his head. He grabbed it with his left hand, and then he ran down the right sideline into the end zone for the touchdown, and the Cardinals lead it 20-7. Snap to Murray, 
He keeps it again, runs right, he's at the five, and he walks into the end zone for his second rushing touchdown, and the Cardinals just put the Bears away. For the eighth time this season, eight times in 12 games, the Cardinals hit that 30-point mark. They beat the Bears 33-22. Those highlights, Dave Pash, the touchdown montage, if you will. And once again, and we talked about it at the start of the show, Kyle, you brought it up, getting off to a fast start. The Cardinals, two touchdowns within those first 15 minutes. And this team now has scored 87 points in the first quarter, 66 of those on the road. But that sets the tone for the rest of the game. You get off to an early lead. The defense can be more aggressive, and the offense can dictate, hey, we're going to run the ball, chew some clock, and walk out of here with another victory. Yeah, it really took Chicago out of what they wanted to do. It took them out of what they're good at, Um, well, you know, what they were best at. Um, You know, I think everybody knows you make Andy Dalton throw when he's behind. Um, you know, some bad things could possibly happen. You know, I, I will say that the one concern, the one box that still remains unchecked is the run defense. Um, David Montgomery hadn't done much in the last few weeks coming back off of a knee injury and um, was, was really through about two or three weeks of the beginning of the season, looked like one of the best running backs in the NFL, and he looked like that again on Sunday. Um, he was, you know, able to get to the second level off and ran hard, broke tackles. So, um, you know, there is a formula out there that people think they have for beating the Cardinals, um, and it, it, it continues to be the ground game. So I, I hope that over the next few weeks um, that becomes a point of emphasis, especially since it, it appears that the Rams have started to find a ground game. Yeah, and he also let him in receptions. He was targeted nine times. Kind of reminded me of Aaron Jones, uh, really you know, effective back and run between the tackles. He had eight catches for 51 yards. Now, he finished 21 for 90, but in the second half, only 7 for 24 yards. And I think that's because they were behind and to run the football. I mean, this hasn't been an issue all year, and I think because they're forcing so many turnovers, it's, it gets overlooked. I mean, when, again, when we get to December football, whether it's indoors or outdoors, I mean, you got to be able to run the football and stop the run. I mean, what's the solution here? I mean, they're playing more zone. Uh, they did play a little bit more man in this game, but what is the solution to kind of – it doesn't have to go from, you know, um, it's just got to get better and more consistent. Yeah, that's that's just it. it. It appears to me like, you know, most of the struggles come against these zone teams where you have a running back that can pick any gap, and if one guy peeks inside, uh, outside of his gap trying to make a play, that then he hits it. But, um, you know, it, it, it hopefully it can be addressed here and it can get fixed because it, it seems to be the one – potential chink in the armor for this team has only bothered the cardinals though twice as far as losses are concerned so we nitpick a little bit but it is something to pay attention to but bottom line is the defense on sunday gave the cardinals offense short field positions with which to work with the first one after the jalen thompson interception you got the start of the ball or the start the drive at the chicago 28 and it did not take long very long for kyler murray and deandre hopkins hook up for the first time in almost 40 days as far as a touchdown is concerned now it came on fourth and two i want to talk about the decision there but let's hear from the head coach on the decision to go for it and then also Kyler's decision to launch it to D-Hop. D-Hop's always the primary option when he's in the game. Um, no, it, it was a great job of Kyler liking his matchup. He knows if he likes his matchup, he can take it. And if not, uh, we had James coming underneath on kind of a rub route. But a uh, hell of a play to really set the tone there. 
don't mind the call to go for it. It's the decision by Kyler Murray. He even admitted, MJ, after the game, that he could have gone the safe route. He had someone open underneath, just keep the game or keep the chains moving. But in that situation, early in the game, I understand taking a chance, but the weather, I thought points were going to be hard to come by. Obviously, they were not. Uh, a little bit too aggressive for me if I'm in that situation as far as going deep as opposed to just getting the easy two yards to move the sticks. Yeah, and, you know, we didn't know that Andy Dalton was going to turn the True. ball over four times, and the Cardinals, you know, two four, uh, turnovers, the next thing they're off 14 nothing. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of cliff. Um, you look at uh, just just punt, uh, kick a field goal, take the points, and then when when he goes for it and he scores a touchdown, I'm like, okay, it makes sense now. <laughs> it's it took, like, no! And then, yes. <laughs> it took all of four minutes for Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins to announce, both announce, that they are back and back for good, knock on wood, hopefully for the rest of the regular season and into the postseason. Here's DJ Humphreys on having number 10 back on the field. If it's an opportunity for the game to be in K-1 and, or D-Hop's hands, I mean, there's not a better group of guys that I would rather put it on and just going out there watching them guys keep thriving and missing their time and then getting right back in sync you know in the first drive that was dope to see you can win without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins but you can't win consistently without your top two playmakers and to have those guys one now hopefully well rested and healthy first and foremost you're talking about one of the best quarterbacks in the league chronicled how where he stacks up as far as different stats and now deandre hopkins with eight touchdowns this season that is tied for the third most in the league that one two punch or just that combination kyle i think bodes well for this cardinals offense yeah absolutely and i'm with you i i, I hated that you know i i just wanted to see him move the chains and i hated that shot the shot at the end zone until he caught it um, but I loved the signal it sent, right? Like, yes. we're, we're back. And it tells teams, look, we can do this anytime we want. You know, you don't want to become predictable in any phase of the game. And you certainly don't want to be predictable on fourth and two. Or it's at best going to be a 50-50 proposition. But if you say, hey, sometimes on we're going to go for it on fourth and two and we're going to take a deep shot, it really puts the defense in a bind because, uh, you know, corners are almost always – one-on-one on fourth and two because they need extra bodies in the box so that look will be there again and it's it's nice to send that signal that hey we're going to take this shot because yeah we got a quarterback that can put the ball there and we got a receiver that's going to catch that ball every single time you know craig pointed out to me earlier today the cardinals are running the ball 48 percent of the time and throwing at 52 percent of the time you would have thought it'd be 60 40 now attempts per game they are fourth in the league ravens 32 eagles 31 uh the Titans 31, and the Cardinals are 31. And when it comes to rushing touchdowns, uh, they are second behind the Colts with 19 rushing touchdowns. So, again, they can line up and run the football and utilize play action, and that's where your weapons have to, you know, obviously make plays. But I I like the recipe and the game plan going in. Now, if you're trailing, then the numbers are going to reflect the other way. But they found another way to win by running the football. 35 rushing attempts on Sunday compared to 15 pass attempts. We'll get into that ground game, but one of those pass attempts, another touchdown, this one to James Conner, a 23-yard catch and run in which James Conner showed his hands, or more specifically his one-hand ability to bring that ball in and score. Here's Cliff Kingsbury. 
That's got to be Sports <laughs> Center Player of the Week, right? Yeah, that nice. was unbelievable. Yeah. Catches it one hand, he breaks a tackle, and then goes for a touchdown. I mean, I, I had to run down there and give him a hug because I'm like, that is insane. You know, a third down, too. So he's been just a godsend for us, um, especially with Chase out, being able to shoulder the load like he has offensively. He just continues to get better and better. 14 total touchdowns now for James Conner, someone that the Cardinals got on the cheap in free agency, but I don't know where this team would be offensively, especially with James with uh, Chase Edmonds out without having a James Conner on the football field. Yeah, so when he was signed, everybody thought he was going to be the thunder to Chase Edmonds' lightning, and that's how they're going to use him, and that's how he was used early in the season. I mean, he he would, you know, he was brought in for the short yardage plays. He would run into the pile and, and pick up the yardage necessary. Um, but he has shown, you know, since Chase went out, he's the thunder and the lightning. Um, you know, being able to catch the ball, uh, his effectiveness in the screen game. Um, that you know, there was a run yesterday where he he was, or not yesterday. I'm sorry, Sunday. He's exactly like Lev Bell, where he he had his hand on his blocker's back, was waiting for the blocker to uh, pick somebody up in front of him, and then he made his cut. I mean, it's he he has shown that um, you know he's he's definitely a complete back, and you can use him in any type of situation. Led the team in rushing, led the team in receiving. MJ, 22 total touches for James Conner, and now hopefully, as you get Chase Edmonds back, perhaps this week against the Rams. If not, you get Chase Edmonds back hopefully sooner rather than later, but it just adds another weapon, if you will, for Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury to dial up. Yeah, a few weeks ago he had 27 touches, three touchdowns. In this game he had 20 uh, carries for 75 yards, but it was when those carries happened. He had that long 21-yard run, and then he was uh, targeted a couple times. He only completed 11 passes. Um, But, yeah, I mean – you look at his numbers in Pittsburgh, and they didn't use him as much in the passing game. And then you see it in camp, and then all of a sudden, you know, I mean, I think Kyle is the one that brought it up a few weeks ago. When you look at one-handed catches, James Conner, I mean, nothing against Hop. Uh, obviously, he does it, you know, weekly, but he's missed a few games. James Conner, I mean, I don't know if they thought they would get this from a, a production from the the passing game now you can go four wide you can have both running backs in the game at the same time and split one out um so it's just another weapon on the field once you get chased back carried the ball talking about james connor 20 times 12 of those in the second half as the cardinals had the lead built the lead and go on to win 33 22 i mentioned the 35 rushing attempts dj humphrey certainly liked the sound of that man it was so fun you know what i mean we we that's kind of one of those those games the offensive linemen pride themselves on and, and they love to be a part of. So for us to be able to get out there and get after it like that and get grimy and play bully ball, like J.C. said, man, that thing was so fun. It's a statement, Kyle, when you have an offensive line that can go forward and push that defensive front back on its heels and do it consistently even though the defense knows it's going to happen and you still can't stop it. Oh, absolutely. And as somebody that loves the history of the game, to go into Soldier Field and play that type of game and really be so effective in the run game against a place, uh, you know, a franchise that has historically had just phenomenal defenses. Um, you know, I, I understand, you know, a lot of my best friends to this day from when I played are offensive linemen, and these are the type of games they love. Offensive linemen, I mean, it's it's no secret, they hate when they have to protect the quarterback 50 times a game, and and they're going to get beat, you know, several of those times. So um, this, the, it's it, it's like he said, it's bully ball. You're putting your hand in the dirt. You know what your job is, and and you get your head and you stick it in his chest, and you drive until until you can't drive anymore. Yeah, I'd ask him how much you relish that, and we know that you'd rather go 
blocking than pass protection, but they've adapted to Kyler, knowing when it, you know, keep blocking until he throws it. But Sean Harlow, uh, Humphrey, and Rodney Hudson played really well in that game. And, you know, Beecham had the penalty, and he had a couple pressures from the right side. Again, they have some guys that can rush the passer. But Rodney Hudson, I can't say enough, he hasn't given up. He's, I think he's only given up one pressure the entire season. And so he's been a huge upgrade to settle things down and help Kyler Murray when it comes to making the calls. Always starts with the offensive line. Can't do anything unless those five guys are doing their job. The Day Pass Podcast, Episode 19, premieres Wednesday featuring ESPN analyst and Basketball Hall of Famer Bill Walton. Catch up on past episodes. Follow the Day Pass Podcast via your preferred podcast provider. We have hit halftime here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Snap to Dalton, short set. As time throws near side, it's high and picked off at the 30-yard line by Jalen Thompson. He's run out of bounds. Snap to Dalton, Cardinals rush five. Dalton in the pocket, throws right side. It's caught, then the ball is loose, and it's scooped up out of the air by Buda Baker. He's at the 20, far side, 30, 40, 50 at the 40, runs right to the 30, and is knocked down inside the 20 at the 15-yard line. Play action pass, Dalton from the pocket, side arms it, picked off at the 40 on the near side by Murphy. Running back to the left at the 35 and the 30. And Murphy run out of bounds. Byron Murphy picks off Dalton, and the Cardinals will have the ball deep in Bear territory, leading by 10. Back to throw Dalton at the screen, and it's picked off. Allen on the far side's got it at the 30. At the 20, at the 15, and tackled by Dalton at the 11-yard line. He picks off the screen pass. The fourth interception by Dalton, and now the fans start to file out of here. Sure, there's a little luck involved, but you have to be able to make the play as well. Four takeaways by the Cardinals defensively on Sunday. All interceptions. The only real clean one, though, was the last one by Zach Allen. As we walk me back here to the Cardinals Red Sea Report, Craig Rea, Luca Vandenbosch, and Mike Jarecki defensively on the road. The Cardinals with 19 takeaways. They are plus 17 on the road compared to minus five at home more on that in a moment but defensively allowing a less than 17 points a game Kyle this team defensively likes playing away from Arizona right and, and honestly that's the number you can point to as to why they're undefeated on the road is the plus 17 in the turnovers um, that's huge um, you know if it's flipped or even even um, you know, getting turnovers, it's tough to overcome, especially on the road. You get the crowd, you know, fired up. Um, and, and this team has just shown over and over and over that they are, or this defense specifically, they're a big play defense. I mean, they, they can, um, you know, shut you down, um, hold you, and make you punt. Um, but games like Sunday, the defense was the story of the game because of the interceptions and how they gave the offense um, unbelievable field position for a lot of their drives. The Cardinals, after those turnovers, MJ, started at the Bears 28, Bears 15, Bears 28, Bears 12. Four turnovers directly led to 23 total points. And that's why they only had 51 total plays. And so you ran the ball 35 times and you you got 11 for 15. Yeah, it's, it's, you know... Let me ask you this, Kyle, because we know this year you would think with the fans back you would have more home field advantage. It seems like it's even. I don't have the number. It could be this, maybe a few on, on the home team. 
But this is this is historical what they're doing. Only two other teams have done this. And when the season started, they had nine road games. I mean, just I, I think it's more they take it like a business trip. You know, the, you, you know, you stay at the team hotel. You may go home the next morning and everything else. But and we'll get into that. They have to play better at home. But how is this happening? I mean, it, it, to me, it's historical what's going on, and it's not. I mean, they're they're winning by double digits. Yeah, I I think a lot of it's just the mentality. Once you get on a roll and you play well on the road, it becomes an expectation. Um, you know, there's so much about how you take the field and, and what you feel and, and what your expectations are that day. And when you show up at somebody else's house and you expect to go in there and get a win regardless of the opponent, um, that says so much about how the game is going to end up. Um, instead of hope, um, you expect it to happen. Do you, are we seeing more silent count with teams on the road? Or just because of the crowd noise now, the Bears fans are booing by halftime, so it's right. probably not. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, 7-0, and you, I mean, as a player, usually you want to scratch out, you know, a 16-game schedule, seven or eight home games, six or seven, right? And then you want to scratch out four or five, and then you get to 10 or 11 wins. This is remarkable. It is. It is. And it's a, it's a credit to Cliff and, and – uh, what he does to get this team ready to travel and and to play well on the road. I mean, it's uh, it's not easy. It's uh, I mean, really, it's it's the the with what the team is doing is an anomaly. Anon, help me out. Anomaly. Anomaly. There you go. I was gonna put an extra uh, syllable in there. <laughs> Syllable. Uh, yeah, the, I'm I'm done using big words for the rest of the day. Um, but really, across the league, I mean, it's I, I don't really have any explanation for it when when road teams seem to be winning more than home teams do. First Cardinals team ever to win each of their first seven road games in a season. In a season, and defensively, again, it began and ended with them. We heard the play call. Let's hear the person, Zach Allen, with his first career INT. Shoot, I know I got to start working on my speed. I got to learn how to turn that corner. Shoot, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, it's definitely a special moment, and especially you know, uh, just like in a game like today, and. Just with everything, everybody playing well. So, you know, it was definitely uh, a cool experience I'll have forever. Yeah, never get caught from behind as a defensive player, i.e. Buda Baker, who has now been caught from behind twice by opposing quarterbacks. That's never a good thing when you go back into the locker room. But specifically on Zach Allen, we forget Kyle. This is also his third year. We talk about year three for Kyler Murray. How about year three for Zach Allen and what he has shown defensively this season? Yeah, he's he's really stepped up, and, and he's playing well. Um, really, it seems like he's playing better every week. He's just consistent. Um, and what you saw with the play he made, it comes with experience. It comes with playing. It comes with getting reps. Um, you know, you, you instead of being out there thinking, you feel when an offensive lineman is trying to throw you up the field and into screen. And, and you, you know, because it's happened to you before, i got to find the running back because it's a screen. And it was just a, a – great read a great play i mean it's uh for a big man it was incredibly athletic to to grab that ball with his left hand and um i will say that you know a little advice to chicago when justin's justin fields comes back you should put andy dalton at linebacker because he had two <laughs> touchdown saving tackles i mean he uh Buddha he, baker he looks he like a linebacker out there <laughs> yes he did that allen interception though did set up the final score for the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, a three-yard touchdown run. We talked about it. Four interceptions led to 23 points. You want the definition of complimentary comp- football. I got Kyle Vanderbosch's problem here. <laughs> Jordan Hicks on the defense setting up the offense. When you play complimentary, when you can get turnovers and take care of the ball and um, you know score off of turnovers, that's huge. It put us 
you know, spotted us 14 points right there, first couple drives. So it's huge, man. That's that's what this game is. You find a way to win. You know, it might always not always be pretty. It might not always be the way you you thought it's going to go, but find a way to win in this league, and that's that's what's most important. Cardinals were outgained. They had 12 fewer first downs, ran 20 fewer plays. Yet again, one by 11, scored 33 points in a win on the road against the Chicago Bears. Yet at the end of the game. You heard players, you heard the head coach talk about, hey, we can be better. In fact, here's Zach Allen just on that. It's hard not to have confidence, especially when you're on the field and you look at the guys that you're playing with. I mean, across every single position, you have, you know, Pro Bowl caliber studs, all pros, whatever it is, future Hall of Famers. So, I mean, this is definitely the most fun I've had. I know for a lot of guys, you'll get that same answer. So, you know, the, the, the cool thing is that we can be so much better, I think. So we still have yet to play a complete perfect game. And, you know, that's what we're striving for. And I, I think, you know, we're not too, too far away from that. And you can point to the run defense. I think that is what everyone in that locker room defensively, MJ, would say where we can get better. Because other than that, I mean, scoring defense, you're top five. Red zone defense, you're right there in the middle of the pack. You're great against the pass. It's against the run in which this team has its one big issue, if you want to call that. Yeah, and I'm sure if we had some truth, sir, I mean, Cliff does mention it, and Kyler mentions it after every game. They left points on the board. And... Kyle, let me just ask you this. When you got 22 guys chasing each other, 11 on both sides of the ball, can you ever have a perfect game? No, it's never happened. Trust me. <laughs> I haven't even come close to a perfect game. But, no, it's a I – mean, I mean, you're striving for it. I mean, oh, cut down on the mental mistakes. They don't beat themselves. They play complimentary football. It's just we keep hearing this, and this is the time when you want to hit that accelerator. This is the time you want to start, hey – uh, we're going to start putting our foot on, on the gas pedal, and we're going to continue to win games and have a you know some momentum going into the playoffs. Well, Kingsbury used the word play cleaner. That was his description ahead of the bye week. And when you look at how clean or not clean it was on Sunday, eight penalties, five of those were really really costly. You kept protection of the football, yet at the same time, you know. They're ten and two, seven and zero on the road, first place in the division, the number one seed in the NFC, and we're looking for areas in which this team can get better, which I think is a good thing for everyone here in 2021. Cardinal players, certainly everyone contributing. Got your favorite Cardinal player? How about you help send them to the Pro Bowl votes early and often? Go to NFL.com/slash Pro Bowl votes. Again, that's NFL.com/slash Pro Bowl votes. As we continue here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report, we look ahead. Week 14, the Monday Night Football matchup at State Farm Stadium against the Los Angeles Rams. That's straight ahead here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Oh, y'all looking for his finger? Uh, just check the trash. I think it's in his glove. <laughs> It wasn't a finger injury, it was a lost finger. It's 2013, week three, headed into New Orleans. You dream about playing in that place. Superdome, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Michael Colston. Big challenge for our secondary. The dome's rocking, uh, we're in a back and forth game with the Saints. Punt the ball down and I'm going to cover it. Boom, I hit it, happened. My hand was just throbbing, I'm trying to shake it off. There's a lot of injuries that you see over the years that are bad. This is just different because you never expected to see it. And before I know it, I could feel my heart beat in my hand. It's like my hand is beating at the same rhythm as my heart. You know, we knew he had left the game, but you, we didn't really understand the gravity of the situation. 
think the injury report was something along the lines of, guys, the Cardinals are losing this game, but it looks like Rashad Johnson has lost something else. The next episode of Cardinals Folktales, entitled Nine More, premieres on Wednesday on the Cardinals YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com slash azcardinals. A look back at former Cardinals safety Rashad Johnson losing the tip of his finger during a game against the Saints in 2013. Again, youtube.com slash azcardinals for all episodes of Cardinals Folktales. As we continue here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report, Craig Rio, Luke Vandebosch, and Mike Jarecki as we turn the page from Chicago to Los Angeles and the Rams coming to town on Monday nights. 6.15 is the kickoff, 2.30 in the afternoon. The pregame coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Second meeting against the Rams. Beat the Rams in week four. Have not swept the Rams since 2014 in the regular season, but it is a home game, and we know the Cardinals have not played as well at home as they have on the road. They are 3-2 and two at home. In fact, they've lost their last two games at State Farm Stadium, Packers and Panthers. Here is head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, everybody keeps asking. I wish I knew because we'd bottle it up. We haven't been nearly as, as uh, good at home, unfortunately. But that, that's going to be the message this week. How do we get the juice, the focus? Let, let's bring that when we're back in front of the Red Sea as well. Now, that was post game on Sunday. Kingsbury addressed the media on Monday and was asked several different times about the lack of success at home compared to the road. Now, again, we're talking about a 10 win team, but 7 and 0 versus 3 and 2, that is glaring, especially, Kyle, if you want a home playoff game you'll get that if you win the division and you'll be home throughout the postseason if you have the number one seed but that does you nothing if you're not successful at home yeah and uh you know you get asked questions like this as a player and as a coach and you just don't know and i can promise you you know one of the things that that cliff and his staff have shown is the ability to learn from mistakes uh, make adjustments and adapt and so i'm sure that they're looking at everything from how they warm up at home to pregame meals to you know the uniform combination because um it, it is something and, and honestly it, it's it's great to take pride in being road warriors and playing well on the road but there is nothing better as a player than winning at home in front of your home crowd when they're all fired up and 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 the crowd will be fired up on Monday night football against the Rams I mean it's it's I'm so excited about this matchup and I'm sure every other fan is as well I get the impression it's a point of emphasis this week I mean you can't push the envelope but you realize you know if you're going to host some playoff games you want to have a home field advantage and you know, you look at the Rams uh, between September and October. They were seven and one. They went winless in November, zero and three, and then they got they beat the uh, the Jaguars last week. But you know, it's it, obviously it's going to come down to Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford, and you know who's able to run the football, who's able to force turnovers. Um, but clearly, this is a desperate Rams team. I mean, they're you look at their um, their their record in the divisions one and two. Um, so, I mean, tiebreakers and everything else, um, conference wins. I mean, but they, they are 4-2 and two at home and 4-2 and two on, on, on the road, so they, they can win on the road. Cardinals looking to do something, as I mentioned, that they have not done since 2014, and that is sweep the regular season series from the Rams. But, yes, you got to be better at home, but you also want to be playing well here in December going into January and hopefully going into February. Here's Jordan Hicks on that. It's, it's details, it's work, it's the mindset that we have. It's, it's holding our edge, right? So there's always something to, to improve on, and uh, we got to make sure we're continuing to, to focus on that. You can also look at just taking care of the football, the turnover differential at 
home minus five on how many times they give the football away three times against the Packers twice against the Panthers that plays a large part in this as well and then of course you don't want to trail in games as they did against the Panthers or excuse uh, Panthers but in against uh, the Texans uh, that was another home game in which they did not score at all in the first quarter at State Farm Stadium but I don't think the focus is going to be an issue this week with the Rams coming into town and oh by the way Kyle the Cardinals win and they're in. They clinch a playoff spot with the victory over the Rams, and that would be fitting considering the lack of success in recent years against the Rams. It would be. And, I, I mean, we talked about how the bye week came at the exact right time. Um, you know, having it that late in the season, everybody gets a boost. So, you know, we want to focus on Kyler and D-Hop, but everybody's got bumps and bruises and is nicked up. And to have that extra time late in the season and the opportunity to get a late, late self-scout, right? I mean, if you self-scout yourself early in the season – Five weeks down the road, you got to try to do it again during a game week because everything has completely changed and your weaknesses and your strengths have changed. But to have that opportunity to get get a late self-scout, figure out what can we adjust, how can we make ourselves better um, just last week, I mean, that's, that's going to serve huge for this team. And just to, you know, let everyone know that if you beat the Rams, you clinch a playoff berth. If you beat the Lions, you win the division. So when you're next to there's a lot at stake right here over the next couple of weeks one at home and one on the road 615 again is the kickoff on Monday night football 2:30 p.m. pregame coverage begins and then we'll have the quick turnaround one week from today to talk about a week 14 matchup Cardinals and the Rams special thanks to those behind the scenes senior broadcast manager and producer Jim Omohundro technical director Cody Fincher again it is the next game it is the next important game, and each game gets more and more important as the season progresses. But the Cardinals know that they clinch a playoff spot with a victory. There are some other scenarios, but bottom line, the Cardinals control their own destiny. For Kyle Vandenbosch, Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. Thanks for listening to the Cardinals Red Sea Report here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. You've been listening to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Kirk, he got it! He's in! Touchdown! Buda Baker with the sack, stripped the ball. Murray's going to score! Touchdown! Oh, baby! The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by the Arizona Cardinals mobile app. Visit azcardinals.com slash app. Touchdown! Cardinals win! This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club. Oh.